Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Uh, First off, just want to thank Jordan from Zips Cards. Uh, I was on, on, what is today? It was on Monday's episode. (laughs) I got to remember what day it was. Uh, He was on Monday's episode. It was a great interview. Uh, got a lot of great feedback from it. Um, guys missed any part of that. Definitely go back and listen. Um, before we jump into today's episode, I just want to clarify from last episode. A few people had reached out after the last episode, um, you know, talking about like profit margins and things like that. Um, and, and even the week before uh, with Sports Card Therapist was on when we did that collab episode, um, you know, just we were, t- it, it's hard to separate business and entertainment, especially when you're having fun doing something, right? So, you know, and I kind of referred to this earlier, an earlier episode, just like, you know, if you're going on vacation, you're putting spending money aside, you know, you're putting money aside and it's just pure entertainment. You, you're going to have fun. Right. And and this money, um, I mean, I don't think you would go on vacation and then come home and 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 try to say, you know, did I make back any of the money that I spent? No, I mean, just when we're going on vacation, when we're going to, even not on vacation, even if we're going to a movie or we're going to a concert or we're going to a sporting event, right? It's it's just entertainment. Um and 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 I have to say. A lot of this falls, to me anyways, personally, in this hobby, some of the money, I'm not going to say a lot of the money, but uh, there's there's a decent amount of money that falls under entertainment, right? Um, because I'm being entertained when I do this. I love doing what I'm doing. I mean, even this podcast, right, falls under, under entertainment. I couldn't go out and say, you know, I need to sell some cards so I can pay for my subscriptions to create this podcast and some equipment and the cameras and the microphone and things like No, I, it's just entertainment. I'm just, I, I'm earmarking money for that. I'm putting it out and, and I'm happy to do it. So, you know, when it comes to me and the hobby, I don't need to account for all the money spent in the hobby because, or really just as a profit and a loss, right? Because, you know, if I did, if I broke this down to a business, the only way I think, you know, thinking about this, the only way it would work is if I sat here in front of the computer and I bought things and I sold things and I didn't go anywhere and I didn't travel to shows and I didn't get out and do anything. I mean, if if I tried to account for every penny that I spent in the hobby, I think that's what that's that's the way it would work. And it would say, yes. I've developed a business plan and I'm making money every day doing it. Um, but where's the fun in that? There's people that do that every day and whether it's, it's their, their, you know, their job, their full-time job, it, it could be, I don't, it still may be fun for them, but 
but what I'm doing, I find fun. And, and there is, you know, uh, a line item of entertainment in there. Um, because I want to get out to the shows, right? I want to see the people. I want to meet the people. I want to make the deals. I want to collaborate. Um, to me, that's what the hobby is all about. That's what this hobby is about. That's what makes it fun for me. That's what I look forward to doing. Um, you know, last weekend, uh, there was no show and I was like, ah, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a show I could go to. And I'm telling you, I talked about a show. It was two, two and a half hours, one direction and two and a half hours, the other direction. I thought about hitting one of those shows on Sunday. I, I honestly did. Cause I really wanted to get out to a show. Uh, you know, I, my, to my better judgment, I didn't get in the car and go. Um, it would have been five hour round trip. Uh, and who knows, I could have, I could have found, you know, a grail card at one of the, at whatever show I decided to go to, but I didn't go, I did some other things, but these are the decisions I make in, in the hobby. But if I did get in the car and go, I wouldn't have broke down the time, the gas, the tolls, everything it would have taken me to get to that, um, you know, that show. So just, just want to kind of clarify how I look at the hobby and how I look at expenses, you know, and everybody, everybody, everybody hobbies differently, no matter who you are, nobody hobbies exactly the same way as me and nobody hobbies exactly the same way as you. And, and I could just go as close to home as our Wolfpack family, right? Seven members in the family, we're all doing something different in the hobby. Not one of us are doing the same thing. And, and most of us are creating content. So you hear what we're doing week after week, twice a week. You hear what we're doing in the hobby. And, and none of it, some of it, right? I mean, we're probably getting to shows or we're buying certain things. But when it comes down to it, we're all doing something different. Everybody hobbies differently. Um and that always changes too, right? Just depending on where you are in, in life, right? Or the time you have to spend. You know, some of us are, are like myself. My kids are grown up. Some of us have young kids. Some of us have other things going on, kids that are in sports and doing things. So we all find the time to, to figure out how we can do this in the hobby. Um, this weekend is East Coast National. Less than 36 hours, I will be at the show setting up. Uh, I've set up at the show the last two years, but it, it's where I set up. It's So this show used to be held at the Westchester County Center. Uh, the last couple of years, I guess it's been under renovations, being remodeled, whatever. So the show hasn't been there in a few years. So this show is just going back to this place. And there is a lot of buzz in the air. There is a lot of excitement uh, around this show being back at this location. Uh, I know last year was at the Rockland Community College, I believe. You know, uh, for those of you who were there, I remember it was like a sauna on Friday. It got a little better on Saturday, but uh, as as bad as people felt the venue was, it was still a really great show. Uh, and I know, um, 
the buildup the last couple of years was nothing like it's been this year. Uh, I've had a bunch of people because I've talked about setting up at the show. I have a bunch of people reaching out for, out to me. Do you know anybody that's got table space available? Do you know anybody that would sell me a case space for the weekend? Uh, things like that. I was lucky. I'm lucky enough to, you know, I work with uh, John from Behind the Diamond and, and uh, I, I've got... You know, I've got a table at, at all the shows that he does, and I appreciate him for that. Uh, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Every show, I'm right there, uh, you know, a part of these shows. So I'm happy I was in early on this show. So I know a lot of people uh, are still up till 36 hours before coming through on Instagram, still looking for, for table space out there. So I know uh, it's going to be an exciting show. I know a lot of people are looking uh, looking forward to this show. Um, I've been preparing all week, you know, just trying to make decisions, uh, of what will be on my six foot table and in my case on that table. Uh, it's at just that funny time of year, right? It's, it's after the national, it's right before football season. It's right before the fall, right? So, so what do I, what do I bring? What do I put in there? Um, football for sure. Right. Definitely bring in what's left of my football, everything that was left over from Chicago, uh, from the national. I'm definitely bringing um, as I was preparing, you know, when I when I'm preparing for a show, I take a table. If I have a six foot table, I set up a six foot table uh, just outside of my office here and I put everything on there just to see what's going to fit, how I'm going to set it up, uh, because I don't want to get there and start trying to figure out, uh, do I want to put this here or there or on top of there or behind there? Or how does this look? Uh, I like to kind of mentally, you know, prepare during the week. And then today, this morning, I'll lay a table out and I'll put the case and I'll take all my my slabs out and I'll put it in the case just to kind of get a visual to see what it's going to look like. Right. That's my preparation for the show. Um, and and I know I've counted. I have 18 football slabs left, uh, six of those are those ones from $1,700 and up that I talked about that didn't sell uh, at the National. Just really, really great cards. Um, I feel somewhat liquid. A couple of them are really hard to comp because, you know, I talked about these cards having sold in a year or a year and a half. Uh, very low pop cards. Uh, happy to bring these cards. Uh, and I'm not going to be that worried if they don't sell. Um it's not one of those things where, oh, man, I really need to move this Patrick Mahomes XRC BGS 9.5. I mean, that is not the way I'm feeling on a card like that. It's like the card is for sale. It's in my case. I feel it's priced right. I'm not going to let it go cheaper, and I'm happy to keep it in my case. I'm happy to keep a card like that. Uh, no urgency in moving uh, a card like that. Uh, and, and any of them really, I mean, I just listed one, but any of those cards, there's no urgency just because they're great cards. Uh, 13 of those cards, the other 13 are 500 and under. Um, and those are the cards I hope they move. Those are the cards that I have, you know, a little room on, uh, part of the cards, the groups of cards, a, a number of them, uh, that I bought six or seven months ago. So, uh, the prices are still good. They just didn't sell at the national. Um, and a few of those that just came back from PSA. Uh, I, I don't know how many, but maybe four, 
four or five cards that just came back from PSA. That was in an order that I was just hoping that would have came, come back um, back in July. So I could have brought those cards as well out to the national. But um, yeah, so 13 of those at 500 and under. And, and I think they should sell pretty easily uh, at a show like this. And I still have a five-row box of singles um, that I'm going to bring. Uh, I did some damage on that box out at the National, but I've replenished some of it. I have a ton of inventory here of singles. I replenished uh, a lot of it. It's all rookies, all football rookie cards. Um, and, you know, we talk about the five row box, right? I'm, I'm hoping I put that out there. I hope it pays for my table and, you know, maybe a meal or two, uh, you know, just some of my expenses. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the uh, hopes and dreams of the five row singles box. Right. Um, so what else, what else am I putting out there? Well, I have women's soccer and I have uh, WNBA cards, right? So this, this is where I struggle a little this week. Because uh, I feel like this is a really big test. Uh, out at the National, I sold a ton of women's soccer cards, right? It was the buzz. People were coming around. They knew I had it. They were happy to come. Um, but it was during the World Cup while the U.S. was still in it. Um, and, right, the biggest card show on the planet. So this show this weekend will tell me what the future for me anyways is in having, you know, women's soccer set up on my table for sale. Like, is it a thing, especially here on the East coast, right? Because this is, this is where I live. This is, these are the shows I set up at. So I'm going to know pretty quick if I'm going to be giving up prime real estate on my table at shows with women's soccer cards, if there's an interest for them. Um, I had more fun at the national selling and talking about these cards than any other card I sold. And, and most any conversations I had out there, just so much fun doing this. And, and I felt like I was in a lane by myself and people were just coming up and, and so excited to see these cards. Uh, when you do something like that and it really works out well, you're like, oh, you know, you get really excited and you really dive right in. But now here I am, you know, I'm out past national, right? Going to the first show after that saying, fingers crossed, I hope this is still a thing. Um, and, and I know the win, the NWSL is still playing. They're going to play into the fall. So it's not like soccer is done. Uh, and I'm not doing any international soccer cards right now. I'm just doing all U.S. players right now. Um, so, yeah, de definitely going to be a big test this weekend uh, to see to see what happens uh, with these cards. You know, online uh, still really popular. Following all the prices, looking at all the auctions night after night. Um, of a lot of these players and the prices are still holding. The prices are holding online. I like, I, I, I think I mentioned two episodes ago. I'm like, well, if the prices drop, I don't mind. Cause I could load up on more, right. Get them for, for a good deal. But on the opposite side, I'm like, wow, this is great that these prices are holding. Uh, so it's, it's not like, okay, uh, they're out of the world cup. It's all done. Nobody cares about women's soccer anymore. It just feels like there's still 
uh, a lot of passion out there and a lot of people uh, buying cards. Uh, so it's exciting. It's exciting to me. Uh, the WNBA cards I have. So I did sell WNBA cards out there, but not a lot. I did not sell a lot out there. And I and I jumped from like kind of a low-end $50, $7,500. Then I jump up into a higher range, like $400, you know, dollars cards. So, you know, it's it's... It's not those cards are the lower end that people and that's kind of what I was selling out at the national. They were coming in and they were, you know, finding cards that they liked that were, you know, in that 20, 30, 40, 50 dollar range, um, which is easy. I think those are that price. That price point is easy to sell. Uh, it's the higher end cards that I have that I think it just takes you know someone specific, a collector collecting a certain thing because those aren't cards you're going to flip. Right. You're not going to come up and you're not going to buy a Brittany Griner card rookie from me and say, I'm going to go flip this card because it's not a card you're going to flip. So this card's a little these cards are a little different. These cards are, you know, somebody that's going to be a collector and buy them. So I'm not taking up a whole lot of real estate, four or five, six of them in my case. That's fine. And I'm putting them in there. Um so A, people know I have them and they see them. And B, maybe people have some for sale. Maybe I can make some deals on those as well. Um, so yeah, I will have a few of those, uh, few of those in my case. And and one thing I find too with the WNBA cards is there's more trading going on than the actual buy or sell. Um I did this at some previous shows before the national. I made some trades. I kind of I traded up into into a couple bigger cards, um, and and even at the national, some of the, the lower end cards, uh, people were trading for. They they wanted to come in and trade, um, and I was happy to do that. Um, I was tra I traded some some uh, WNBA for some soccer, right? Some soccer cards. So. Uh, it, that was kind of cool. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. And I know it's not, a, I know there's not a, a huge market for that, but there's still a market for it. And I think that market, that WNBA, I think it's a very untapped market uh, with a lot of upside in a very, very bright future. So uh, I, I, I'm not going to abandon it. I'm just going to stay with it and I'm going to ride it uh, and learn, learn as much as I can and, you know, collect as many cards as I can. Uh, I still have pop culture cards, um, and I bring those, those used to be kind of, you know, uh, it had good real estate in the case. And when I realized that the women's soccer cards were selling and the WNBA cards were selling, I kind of pulled those, I pulled some of those out, um, but I'll bring them with me because they could replace anything in my case very easily. And I found myself doing this at the national. So I had two cases. And as I was selling all the football out of one case, um, I just started pulling these slabs out and dropping them in and just kept replenishing. So the case looked, you know, somewhat full and I kept dropping them in and they were selling as well too. So I will do the same thing. I will bring them uh, and just keep my eye out, you know, just feel it out, see what's selling. If I feel like the, you know, when I went to the Chantilly show, right. And I came back and I talked about, it, I did the recap. I said, Oh my God, the pop culture stuff was just selling like crazy. So I went down there with pop culture stuff kind of in a box 
And when I realized people were really interested in this, I was pulling other inventory out and putting that in because, you know, I, I talk about know the show, right? You know, it's it, it, it's like anything else. It's like doing anything else is you just have to feel it out and see what's going on. Like, it's just like fishing, right? Uh, for those of you who fish, you, you know, you could go out there and throw one bait all day and not get a bite and see people catching a ton of fish, right? And what do you say? Hey, what are you using? Oh, this is what I'm using. Oh, okay, put it on. Bang, start catching fish, right? So it's a, it's a similar thing. I mean, I do this when I go to the shows, right? I'm looking around. I'm seeing what people are buying, see what they're selling. I'm having conversations. You see people with cards in their hand. And if I see there's a, you know, people are buying certain things, then I'm going to start you know, populating my cases with it. It's just, it's just paying attention. It's just being, it, it, it's someone like me who has enough inventory that I can continue to cycle. Right. And I like to have, I like to have some backups, right. Especially the three day show. I, I will, I mean, I bring extra inventory to every show, but especially a three day show. Right. Um, Cause you never know when you would need it, right? Uh, I've been at shows where I see people come up and they'll just buy somebody's three-row box or five-row box and just walk away. Well, I, I I have a second one, all full of soccer rookies, right? If my football box sells, I could just drop that right on the table. And I have other boxes of cards. So if I have any free space, I could throw it up there. If I sell out of something, I just put something more in there. And you never know. I've gone to I've gone to shows where spaces showed up. Even a show like this where everybody's trying to get space, I've showed up and somebody said, oh, so-and-so called me this morning. He can't make it. Do you want to take half that table? And I'll give the other half to this guy. 100%, right? Boom. Take that five-row box, drop it right on the table, that type of things. So I always bring extra inventory to these shows. Uh, I have hockey. I still have hockey from last year that I put away that I'm looking forward to break breaking back out. But I think right now it's just a little early. I'm going to bring it along with me in case there may be, you know, some kind of a trade opportunity with hockey, but I'm really, I don't think now is the time to be selling uh, hockey. I just think it's, I think it's a little early. Um, and I'll transition now right into things I'm looking to pick up. Right. So now right back to hockey again. Um, but this year, so I talked about having hockey last year, and I felt it was somewhat successful at times and just not successful at others. And after really reevaluating everything I did last year with hockey, I just felt maybe I bought too much hockey and maybe not enough of um the cards that were actually selling. So this year, as I'm transitioning back into hockey, uh, I'm remembering a lot of what happened last year. I'm just going to be more selective this year of the hockey. Uh, it, it, there came a time last year where I had a whole case, just a whole case of hockey. And I think maybe five or eight of those cards were very desirable. And the rest of the cards, people are like, eh, eh I don't know. Eh, I'm not interested. Like that type of thing. So I felt like maybe I bought too much. Maybe I went out and bought too many cards. I stretched it out too much. And I ended up with cards maybe people didn't want, right? So this year, as I'm getting, coming into the hockey season, I'm just going to be more selective of the hockey cards that I buy. I have a good grasp of, you know, the the who are the desirable players and who are the non-desirable players. Um 
So this year, I'm going to be a little bit more focused on just certain players. Now, it worked out well for me last year. If you remember, I took all those hockey cards to the Toronto Expo uh, and moved a very good amount of those cards at the Toronto Expo. Um, don't want to have to rely on that again this year. Um, I'd like to be able to be able to sell those cards at my table as set up as a dealer versus walking a show, trying to, you know, pedal them as a walker and really trying to recoup or be, you know, on some of those cards, you know, just trying to break even on those cards. So again, just going to be really more selective this year on the hockey uh, that I put out there. Uh, pop culture is another thing I'll be, be looking for. Just, I just think that's, that's a lane that's going to be good all year. And I, it's another lane I kind of enjoy being in, but again, very selective, uh, especially when the price is right. Um, and price is really key with the pop culture stuff. Um, the best I did was really buying singles and grading, um, and one thing that I found, and I, you heard me talk a little bit last week with Jordan on this, is all the celebrity cards, those pop, pop century celebrity cards. So now, you know, I know the pop century just came out. They just, you know, the new release just dropped. And I see a lot of people posting up cards all over uh, Instagram and Facebook, and they're starting to show up on, on eBay already. Um, that's where kind of I was last year at this time where I saw the kind of frenzy and I said, Oh, there's a bit of a frenzy. Let me buy some of these boxes of cards. Let me, let me get these cards graded. And Oh, they were all coming back tens. I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. Right. But what I realized that frenzy kind of fell off with the new release, you know, within a month or two, by the time I've sent all these cards out, they all got graded and they all came back. Everything had kind of cooled down in the market. And and it was very tough to move any of those cards. Uh, and people liked the cards. Uh, like we talked about last week with Jordan, they came up. Wow, I love this card. Love. But then they just moved on. Nobody actually bought the card. Nobody wanted to spend the money on the card. So when I'm talking about the pop culture, I'm talking about a lot of cards, but I'm not, I, I don't think for me personally, those celebrity autograph cards, the pop century autograph cards are, are what I'm going to be doing, what I'm going to be going out and looking for. Um, but there is a lot of great pop culture cards out there. There's so many lanes in pop culture and just going out and try to figure out what, What's a positive lane for me? What's a good lane to get into of cards that, you know, if they buy in singles, getting them graded, if it, if it works out and they're selling great. And if it doesn't and you kind of get stuck with some, it's not such a big deal. That to me, um, that whole lane there is just kind of what I consider like a fun lane. Like, like I'm dabbling in it, right? I'm just trying to figure out, like I enjoy it because I've always been a huge movies and TV shows and things like that. So a lot of these, uh, and music. So a lot of these things, it's, you know, I, they, they spark that, that little extra emotion when I see some of these cards and, and I'm getting them and, I'll be the first to admit I buying some of these things on emotion, but then I'm realizing like 
people are buying them from me on emotion on emotion as well. So um, I don't mind kind of being in that lane. It's kind of a fun lane, uh, not putting out a lot of money, not expecting to make a lot of money, but more of a conversation piece and just and just having fun with it. Uh, women athletes, another thing I'm looking for, always looking for professional soccer, ba basketball, you know, even some of the, the college cards of the right players now. Um, again, I just think they're undervalued and overlooked and, and I'm happy, I'm happy to, to, to buy them up. Uh, really just looking forward to the show, you know, and, and, you know, I could sit here and tell you all day, I'm hoping this sells. Uh, I'm hoping I find this to buy. I'm looking to find that to buy. And you know what happens? You get to a show and that 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 plan goes right out the window things change you know you have no idea what to expect until you get there and set up and 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 see what's happening at the show and sometimes no matter how much i plan and i talk about planning and staging and setting up here sometimes it works and sometimes it's all for nothing you know and and tomorrow night thursday night um well if you get this this morning today it'll be tonight if you know but that's that's I'll be pricing the cards at eight, nine o'clock the night before I leave for a show uh, on the slabs anyways, trying to get the best and know the comp and memorize the comp. So when I get there, I, you know, I don't have to say and they see what's your best on. I know what the comp is. I know what I'm into the card for. So I can, you know, I can negotiate pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, on the cards. So yeah, just looking forward to the show. I will be set up there Friday and Saturday, hundred percent for sure. Sunday, there's a little bit of a question mark right now, and there's no way for me to tell you one way or another, how that's gonna, how that's gonna pan out. But, uh, you know, uh, if you come looking for me at the show, you're definitely going to find me there Friday and Saturday. Uh, I know my guy, Craig, New York City Sports Cards. He will be there Friday. Looking forward to seeing him. Uh, my guy, Rob, Sports Card Therapist. He will be at the show Saturday. Uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing him there as well. And if you go, definitely come find me. Come say hello. If you miss me at the show, if you miss the show, or you just can't go to the show, I will be back Sunday night, Monday morning with a recap episode, breaking down the show and letting you guys all know how I did and what happened. So that's it. That's all I have for you today. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.